This episode of The Cool Ship brought to you by Mayfest 2018 in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Come and celebrate warm weather, flowers, life, and libation at the second annual Townwide Mayfest on Saturday, May 19th, 2018 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. on the block located between the streets of Main at Grand Avenue and Valentine Street. Zigmeister Brewing Company and Manskirt Brewing will host games, contests, live music, drinks, and food during the event. Homebrew University and the NJ Hops Homebrew Club will host their third annual homebrew competition during Mayfest. Judging will take place in two sessions from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. and 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Homebrew University. Awards will be announced on stage at Zigmeister Brewing after judging results are posted. So, come and enjoy Mayfest in Hackettstown this Saturday, May 19th. Be there. All right, on with the show. Welcome to the Cool Ship Podcast, dedicated to beer lovers, home brewers, and professionals alike. With your hosts, Warren, the Professor Wilson, and Matt, Zigmeister Ziegler. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to grab a beer and chill on the cool ship. To the Cool Ship Podcast. I'm Matt. I mean, I'm Warren. I'm Matt. And that's Matt over there last Friday. I called him Matt Metzelars. Yeah, you did. I said Matt Metzelar. And he goes, Oh, I'm not fucking Matt. That's Carl. It's Carl. And then we're going to call you Carl Ziegler. Nah. No. I don't have long flowing hair. Yeah, so uh, it's been a while, Matt. <laughs> what did he say? He's making fun of you. What'd you say? I called Matt a jealous bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, Matt has hair. Some. I can uh, find hair at bay. My hair is always at bay. Somebody else's bay. <laughs> so we got a lot going on. It's been a while. Uh, the reason why it's been a while is because we have a lot of shit. Happening in the brew scene. Busy hack, it's time. It's been piling up and piling up and piling up this month alone, I think, starting with the last week in April. What is last weekend in April? Is that Earth Day? Uh, yeah. Well, second to last weekend, I think, in April. Is that right? So, starting with the, the second to last weekend in April, it's just been nonstop. I mean, not, not terribly busy, but busy enough that we just don't have time to cross roads or paths. Only in saying, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Once in a while. Last time. In other words, you haven't seen Matt in a month. It's about about that. Yep. Yeah. I send people in now to borrow yeast. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't even come, I don't even come over myself. Yep. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Usually my wife's going over there. Some grain. grain. <laughs> uh, so, how's that pizza? It's good. 
Yep. Garlic and uh, spinach. Can't go wrong. Nope. Good choice. You are. What is that? How does that Popeye's thing go? I'm strong to me finish when I eat me spinach. I'm strong. Yeah. Strong to the finish. I'm strong to the finish when I eat me spinach. Yeah. Got it? Okay, good. Okay. Um, you guys are fucking tired tonight. We are. are it's the weather. Again? No, it's I wish weather. if we were high, it'd be funny as shit. <laughs> we're not. We're low. And it's the weather. We had a storm come by. Did you get hit with it, Carl? Yeah. Pretty, it was little, I was getting pelted with I was getting pelted with trees on the way here. Uh, Pieces of tree as they were falling off. That's what I heard. I heard there was a lot of tree issues. Yep. I had a customer call me and said he couldn't come by to pick up his order because he couldn't get down his tree. Oh, man. Tree was blocking the way. So I said, come by tomorrow. But anyway, um, so back on track. We had Earth Day. We had that pub crawl. That went over well. We had a lot of people in town walking up and down the street here. Kind of lost. We had... um, Someone just... Yelling at each other outside. You're not going to come in here, right? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Earth Day went really well. Great weather outside. Uh, Tons of people coming through. A lot more than last year. Were you eco-brewing that day? Um, Only by solar? (laughs) By by proxy. Someone came in with a solar wristwatch. I was not burning fossil fuels when I was getting drunk. (laughs) <laughs> if that's what you wanted that. <laughs> I was burning fossil calories though Yeah, I thought you might have been, you know Using only sustainable, um, you know, natural gas For it's, running the boiler I was <laughs> I, I, I did natural gas <laughs> My gas does not come from fracking It comes from big battery generators There you go Which is powered by diesel fuel <laughs> Oh my goodness! Anyway, yeah, <laughs> uh, a lot of people came out this year. Second, second annual uh, Highlands Coalition pub crawl. Um, what, what did they end up getting there? I mean, that was for the the Water Coalition, right? Yep, Watershed Protection Act, whatever it is. Um, a lot of people came out for that. Uh, like you had some stuff going on over here that day. Didn't you? Not much. Just coming on in and check us out, sort of thing. We really can't do much unless they come in and want to brew that day. Yeah. You know. So, um, we were part of the pub crawl over at the brewery. So people came around over there. Uh, had a few things going on. Some music. A couple of those, you know. Uh, that water was good. Steve. Can you get me another? <laughs> I think that's it, bud. You already drank one each. Warren, Warren already finished our first beer. We haven't even announced what we're drinking yet. I could tell you, it tastes <laughs> like water. Well, that's why we started with it. After um, that IPA you just had, I'm sure it did. No, yeah, got that right. That and some spinach and garlic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll just jump right into that. So <laughs> today's beers are all from Fegley's, Fegley's Brew Works. Um, we got six of them. And we're going to kind of just move through from kind of lightest into darkest and heaviest. The first one that we got here that Warren already finished up is called Knuckleball. Uh, according to the bottle, it's just a uh, an ale. But looking here on the uh, on the internets, it's a American Blondale, 4.2%, 20 IBU, uh, two row carapils, and uh, check saws, and some magnum in there. Um, definitely light, easy drinking, 
low flavor. Uh, going good with the pizza, but apparently Warren just what nice chugging beer. No, so um, <laughs> it's very thin, very light. Um, has a metallic taste to it, like there's some overdone magnesium in the water profile. But it could be wrong. It just it just comes over too too light for me okay. on this. I have a lot of uh, viscosity in the other beer that I had before, and it's just uh, not really appealing to me. It, it tastes like a light lager. Eh, it's a 4.2% blonde, which yeah, means it's a, it's a, ale, which so. is a slightly, I guess, a slightly more flavorable American lager. Yeah. S- yeah, slightly, I would put slightly on that. I mean, it, it did taste, to me, it tastes like they needed to, they brewed a, 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 to a strength. And then added water in the back end to to lower out the ABV. It doesn't seem like it was a, a congruent beer that was brewed together, um, but it's not bad. It's just not my kind of thing. Yeah, sure. not really tasting many off or off flavors in there at all. It's just a very light ale, yep. Uh, yep. you know, typical kind of blonde ale, all grain, uh, no flavor really. Kind of comes through and overpowers another. Right. Um, not hot. What's the IBUs on? It's got to be like ten, twenty. Yeah. So. Come through pretty lightly. Good, uh, good lawnmower ale. Twenty IBUs, OG ten forty two. It's got two rolling counter pills, Texas and Magnum. Forty two again, huh? Yeah. Christ's sakes. Best number out there. Yeah. The only reason we're saying that is because Matt is sporting his new. Um, he modeled out his new uh, softball team's uniform tonight. Yeah, we're sponsoring one of the uh, men's local softball teams. It's a big deal around here. Men's softball. This one is uh, the co-ed, co-ed softball team. Oh, it's the co-eds. Um, so we're sponsoring one of their teams, and uh, in the process we told them that, you know, if we're going to sponsor you guys, we're going to use my T-shirt person, and I'm going to get a T-shirt also. So I You got number 42? I picked number 42. Very good. 42, the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. Exactly. The ultimate answer to the, to the ultimate question of, Life, the universe, and everything. Yes. <laughs> Is it really? I don't yes. know that. Yeah. <coughs> According to whom? According, According to, to the Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide, Guide, Guide to the Galaxy. Guide to the Galaxy. Got you. It is the it's the ultimate forty two is the that ultimate is answer to the read. ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. But, but nobody knows what the, that's the answer. Nobody, but knows, we, the nobody knows what the question is. All right, forty two. Yeah, forty two is the answer to the question that nobody knows what the knows. question is anymore. And the Earth was built as a supercomputer. Lives on the back of a turtle. Uh, no, that's not this in this book series. Maybe that's something else. That's some yeah. other lore. All turtles, yeah. or turtles all the way down, or something like that. Yeah. No, my wife no it's uh, it's so Earth was built as a computer to uh, to calculate what the ultimate question was. So forty two was the answer to the question, but they didn't know the question. So Earth was built to answer the to to uh, figure out what the question was. And I think it was five minutes before the readout, uh, the Vogons destroyed the Earth. Yes. Yes. And that was to make a hyperspace bypass. Oh, yeah, a highway, right? Hyperspace bypass. <laughs> yeah. I've read those books way too many times. Someone, <laughs> someone's geeking out right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's loving it. I do. I do. <laughs> I do like me some Douglas Adams. Uh, Weren't they making a movie of that? They did. they did. How was it? Shitty. It had Martin Freeman and Zoe, Zoe whatever, Deschanel. Deschanel, whatever in it. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was one of those things where they needed a, uh, a Peter Jackson treatment over multiple mm. uh, movies. 
to, to get it right. You couldn't do it in one. A Hobbit style. Yeah, Hobbit uh, style, just look. massive effort <laughs> that nobody would go see, and they would spend a billion dollars on making. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what they needed, but they didn't do that, shockingly. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Now you need to make a beer called 42. I'm sure somebody has. Oh, I'm sure there has been. <laughs> I don't know. I think Carl's going to go look it up now. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get you another beer since you guys drank that so goddamn bad. Well, it was like water. It really was. I'm going to have to pee in a couple of minutes. Not like there was a... Oh, so we got a lot going on. I mean, the next next weekend, this Saturday coming up, we got a big event over at the brewery. We do. Uh, bless you. <laughs> Not only at the brewery, but the, those streets adjacent to and congruent with. Yeah, we got a Grand Ave and Valentine. Yep. Um, but we're going to have Main Street. <coughs> Goddamn allergies. Uh, we were going to have Main Street as well, but uh, didn't get enough vendors to sign up for it, so we opened up Main Street now. Um, right. But uh should be a great time, Mayfest. Uh, we'll have the Maypole. We'll have a bunch of music, uh, games like we did uh, last year as well. Uh, we'll have a... Uh, grain bag toss. We have the Steinhold. We have uh, a uh, uh, say grain bag toss Steinhold. We have the keg uh, a keg relay, and uh, I can never remember what the other one. Oh, the barrel roll. <laughs> barrel roll competition. Great radio. Right? Oh, I know it is. Thank you. Uh, I don't even know what's going on right now. That is my phone on my. Warren and Warren's phone's ringing, but uh, he's going to leave it. I am. I'm not getting up. I know who it is. Uh, yeah, in addition to uh, Mayfest, um, we have the beer competition. Right. Uh, that The winners will be announced at Mayfest, but Warren, if you want to go into the beer competition. I forgot we're having a competition. How did you forget? You got beer all over the place here. <laughs> so uh, this year, NJ Hop says, uh, put on another competition. We uh, we put it out for 300 entries. We got 300 entries. So we have 600 bottles of beer on the wall. Um, a lot of running around, last-minute things get done. We're going to judge all day Saturday from 9 to 12 and 1 to 4. And then after we're done figuring out who won what and who the best... Uh, Should I answer it? Yeah, you can. You can answer it. Um, <laughs> She bring a microphone in the same way. It's my wife. Just say, "Hey, it's you're not gonna be able to talk because I don't have a microphone." Uh, you're gonna have to type. It's your, it's your youngest boy. Should we? Uh, <laughs> no. If you don't say hi, he's not gonna stop. Hello. Can he can he see me or no? Uh, nope. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> for everybody else, Warren's computer's been ringing for the past, like, five minutes. The Carl goes over and answers it, finds out that he doesn't have a camera, nor a microphone, but everybody on the up. other side is just screaming at the You just got to type in the messenger of what, what's going on. Obviously, she doesn't read. And he's only five, so he can't read. Yeah. He's just screaming into the phone. John Cena! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, back to the competition. We can edit that out, right, Carl? No. No, that's, that's, actually, that's actually fun. That, that's gold. <laughs> John 
So uh, yeah, we're uh, we're counting down the days. Friday night we have a, a session, and Saturday we have two sessions. And when we're done tallying up the scores and seeing who wins the DOS boot, uh, we'll make the announcements over at Ziggler's Zigmeister's Brewing Company. But Matt, uh, with Matt in tote, and um, right now uh, is it on still the carriage maker? Yes, it is. Carriage maker is on. That's last year's winner. It'll be on throughout the whole day on Saturday. Which is a really great tribute because that's uh, that's what the grand prize winner gets to do is take their recipe and Matt can then blow it up to the size of his brewery and and brew that beer with that person uh, on their system. So um, next year, if you're interested in making beer and entering the competition, look for it out. Uh, it's called Das Boot. Um, this year we're 300 strong and we're always looking to improve and grow. So uh, keep your mind and your beer flowing. Yeah, that's crazy that uh, you know, what's this now the third? Third year. Third yeah. year that we've done this. And uh more and more entries every year. Um I remember when I was helping out on the uh first year, just you know, coming in here learning the whole how to even sort stuff, how to put together a beer competition. It's been crazy and then I, I just came in here today. I didn't I had nothing to do with this year's uh competition. I come in and I see everything all already set up on the side put together and Warren's like yeah you know people just came in already knew what they were doing for sorting everything kind of put it all together and it was you know time consuming but got it all done you know yeah, it was like second nature which is good because there is a learning curve oh yeah and uh just means that it'll get you know easier and easier, easier and easier uh, as the years keep going through and uh you know more and more uh, it'll allow for more and more entrance uh which is great to even see you know 300 people entered 300 entries so okay. i think there's close to 200 people that's nice maybe 150 so 300 different beers yeah <clears throat> which is great and and you know uh what's cool is that we get certified judges from around the area some some of them flow fly in some of them travel as far south uh, from as far south as philly and as far north as uh, new york to come down to uh to do the judging, which is neat. And if you never have judged or stewarded, I recommend stewarding first so you get the idea of what the competition is. And then when you have a chance to sit down as a provisional judge and sit with a professional and see what they can t- teach you how to judge. And if you like that sort of thing, you learn, you learn the lingo of, make, of classifying beer and talking about beer, and you feel special, especially after you eat, drink, a flight of 15. Yeah. Barley wines. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that shit show. That's the easy had. categories. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel bad for the guys, the Imperial Stout and the Belgian. Belgian table. Strong Ale, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. So that's what that is. Um, and that's exciting. It's just been taking up a lot of time. And on top of that, business has been slowly picking up. We had that long ass winter. That would not stop. Even to last week, it was cold. <clears throat> yep. You know, just shitty cold weather. And now uh, now we're seeing what it looks to be like thunderstorms in the summertime, you know? Yeah, you finally got some warm weather that came through, and then all of a sudden it dropped down into some just crappy, rainy shit. Yep, and then we had this hot wet, hot day today. got sticky outside, and typical summertime hot stickiness thunderstorm at the, at the last yep. end of the day, you know? And, you know, that sticky freaking humidity just 
the slight wind to pick up the pollen enough to make your day miserable. Yes, yes. Tell me all about it. Tell so, me. Yeah, sneezy, <laughs> sneezy over here. So, are we drinking a Belgian wit? We are drinking a Belgian wit. Yep. This is Steel Garden wit. Steel Garden wit. Uh, this is a 5.2% ABV, 14 IBU, uh, two-row oats and wheat, and hops are just magnum. It's their flagship style wheat beer, brewed with chamomile, uh, dried orange peels, and coriander. Um, Don't pick up any chamomile, but I got... It's light. Um, Got the orange peel and coriander for sure. Got that right off the bat. And that typical Belgian wit yeast. (laughs) Characteristic that always comes through on these. It's not a bad beer. So, Carl, uh, we have obviously the Fegley's pack here, courtesy of you bringing it on over. What, uh, What made Fegley's stand out for you for wanting to go through this did you were you over there or did you just walk into a store i was in town at the <laughs> brew works and i was like oh i could pick up a six while i'm here bartender give me a six huh. your choice nice so we're drinking bartender's choice that's pretty fascinating bartenders I wonder if there's six. any thinking behind that just pile it in and go huh person's probably sitting there going god damn this freaking local or this uh <laughs> Person coming into my place, here's six beers, get out of here. I'm just wondering, yeah, I'm just wondering if it was just based on, like, what's, what's, the, what's the oldest ones? <laughs> what's the most popular rotate ones? Rotate stock. Yeah, rotate the stock, I have no idea. Could just be the most popular. Think? Or just what was in sight. Yeah, that looks good, that looks good. Yeah, maybe I'll do that one, too. What else do I got? What else do I got? Let me see here. Yeah, that one over there, too. You know, nothing. Be cool if uh, brewers... Breweries would do that, like Brewer's Choice six pack. You know, I've I've heard of them doing it, but yeah, won't Matt do that? I'll I'll sell you all the bottles you want, Brewer's Choice. Yeah. (laughs) Funny, it's a case of the most expensive stuff we have. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Brewer's Choice. (laughs) (laughs) This one costs nineteen dollars. That's the Brewer's Choice. He'll, he'll fill uh, as many growlers as you want with as much beer as you want. Yep. Yeah. So that wasn't a bad beer. I liked that one better. It was very... It, it still was, light. It was very yeasty on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's... That's... Uh, it's, should have been done with the person who poured it into the glass. They should have swirled it up into the glass and then poured it into the glass. You're saying I didn't look at the uh, label as to what style it was before I poured it? Correct. Mm-hmm. So according to this, the uh, the beer is named after the Belgian beer lounge in the lower in the uh, lower level of Bethlehem Brew Works. The mm-hmm. lounge opened at the turn of millennium. Steel Garden. Yeah, the Steel Garden is, yeah. is uh, yep, Bethel is in Brew Works. <coughs> it's a two it's a two story building. You walk in on the uh, street level, and then downstairs there's the Steel Garden, and some number of years ago, the f- kitchen caught on fire or something like that oh my goodness. at the Bethlehem facility, and the upstairs was closed, and only the steel garden was open. Yeah, they- it's where the um, Keystone Home Brewers meet. Um, Keystone has since moved to uh, Third Street, 
in Keystone uh, Homebrew in, Supply. Yeah, but Keystone Homebrewers. Oh, the club right. meets oh, at Steel Garden. Yep, yep. But Keystone, but Keystone Homebrew used to be downstairs, right, right across, across the street. From, from, right, yeah, well, right, right across, across the, the uh, hallway, from, hallway yeah. from the Steel Garden. Yep. Yeah. They said in 2007 they decided to make this uh, one of their flagship beers. So definitely tasty. Nice, easy drinking. Definitely seasonal. That's they say it's now. It's, now it's their flag, it's flagship, but it's definitely a seasonal a style overall. Style. Yep. Um, people tend to drink it a little bit more in the warmer weather. We're selling a but crap, a crap load of kits. With, as everybody knows of Blue Moon, yeah, it's you know Blue Moon's becoming your own. Yep, that's yeah. for sure. Very popular. Yep. Good old Pierre Sellis. So, how would you make yourself one of these here beers, Matt or Warren? Uh. So, they're actually not too difficult to make. Um, myself, uh, usually for something like this, I'd go with a majority of a base on a, like a pale malt, um, probably a, a continental pale malt, and uh, then mix up some uh, malted wheat and uh, either flaked wheat or some torrified. I might even use some raw wheat hmm. on it just to it, it changes the flavor on how you use it they don't add it doesn't add sugar um it it'll give a little bit of body haziness or how body yeah what are you it, g- it gives there? some haze to it it gives a little bit of body it's just the flavor difference overall that the wheat will give um so they're using oats in this case probably yeah, yeah right uh <clears throat> but i've used i've used some raw wheat before um it comes through nice and then the big thing in addition to that is obviously you know you have your your Belgian wit yeast, and then uh, the spices that you're going to add into it. Traditionally, you have your dried orange peel, and you're going to have your coriander um, that you'll add in at the end of the boil, last anywhere between last 15 minutes to the last five minutes or so. Um, and uh, typically, you know, the ferment for it is going to be a little bit warmer than your regular ale yeast, so not just... You could sit it at 68, but you're going to get a little more flavor coming out, uh, 70, 72. Mm. Um, and that'll play well with those spices and everything, kind of keep it a little bit more fruity. So for this kind of wheat beer, are you looking for that typical <coughs> bubblegum clove? No. So you're not? No, I mean, you're going to get a little bit of that. Uh, <clears throat> you're, you're going to get some bubblegummy character coming through it, but you don't want that to overwhelm. Your, your big flavor character you want to come through is those spices. That you've added, um, and there are different yeasts out there. Some that will give more bubblegum character. Some that will give other things. But typically, for your wit yeast, um, it's going to be a little more muted in that. Whereas some of your other Belgian style yeasts that aren't Belgian wit yeasts will be a little more heavy in those uh, phenolic characters and bubblegum characters. How about you, Warren? I would typically, uh, for Belgian wit, use probably 60% Pilsner malt and keep it as light as I could. And then the rest, either uh, malted wheat and flaked malt or unmalted wheat and flaked malt. Hmm. Depending on what I had on hand, most likely malted wheat and flaked malt. Flaked barley malt? Flaked, flaked wheat. Flaked wheat. Yeah, that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would you know, noble hop it up at the beginning of the boil and leave everything else for the orange and coriander to come through in the end. Um, I typically would do a, um, as of late anyway, 
discovered that F.A. rests really improve beer if you can do a step mash on a wheat beer. F.A. F.A. what? <clears throat> Folic acid. Which is what? It's a precursor to uh, for, guano, for vinyl glycol. It's a uh, it enables flavor uh, of cloves. yeast cloves to come through. Um, it's a carrier for ferulic uh, acid carries out these clove flavors in the beer after it's done. So you want more, or you want less of it in this. It produces case? more when you do. Like so a, when a you rest. do the rest. Yep. yep. And what temperature are you doing that rest? Uh, typically between one ten and one fourteen. Protein rest, and just let it sit there for about 25 minutes. Now, the problem with that is um, when you're home brewing and you're using a cooler, the only real way to get that back up again is to do a decoction. Um, they're not hard, but they're longer, and they're messy. Um, it's just uh, that's typically a seven-hour brew day for me if I'm doing it that way. Mm-hmm. If I had the, the system to do electric or a step mash, I would do a step mash and start at 114 and then step it all the way up to 150 or 148 on the on the rest for sacrification. Just keep it a little bit um, drier in the mouthfeel. Um, and then, you know, typically I don't want hops to portray any flavor. I want it to balance out the sweetness. So I'm going to be using um, no hops in the end. And typically they use, they said they use Magnum in this. Yeah. Yep. That's, a, that's, a, that's a good good hop to use. You don't need a lot of it. Um, it's 14 IBUs. They probably wave some Magnum over the top of the kettle. And that was it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to use lighter, either Sots, uh, which is Czech, or uh, Styrian Goldings, which is um, not German, uh, but something light. And if I had on hand, Matt introduced me a couple of years back to Herzbrucker. I would use the Herzbrucker uh, variety of Hallertau and go for that. If I get my hands on Middle Fru, I'll use that too. But something light, and I'll use maybe an ounce, two ounces, depending on what the alpha is. So how do you distinguish the Herzbrucker versus the Middle Fru? How do I distinguish them? Yeah, like, them? what do you think is different between them? Um, they're very similar. I, I, terroir, where they come from. Yeah. I really, you know, if, if you were to put a blind taste test, I probably couldn't tell you the difference. Uh, just, they're very similar notes. It's just some are a little bit more over the other. They're both still earthy, spicy style hops. Right. It's just the proportions of them as they come through are a little bit different. So I wouldn't be able to tell. But something light like that, and then let the orange peel and the um, coriander come through. Now, I'm not a big fan of coriander, mm. so I'm light, like a half ounce at five gallons. But my orange peel is pretty heavy. I'll do uh, an ounce to almost two ounces of orange peel. Fresh orange peel. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, at the end, about five minutes, ten minutes left to go in the boil. And then let it rock. Let it rock with a good, solid yeast strain that is typical of Belgian wit. You don't want to go with a wheat beer yeast, and you definitely don't want to go with like a Belgian yeast and a wheat beer yeast. Uh, you'll get a funk <laughs> that is really <laughs> think it'll be really confused. different. It'll be different. Yeah, it'll be confused. <laughs> be confused. Come more like a saison. Yeah. Um, but no, it's um, you definitely want that good Belgian wit yeast characteristic that you can only really get from a Belgian wit yeast. Yeast is very very important. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of flavors yep. come into your beer through the yeast per. I try to I try to keep it like uh, Who Garden, um, very um, <laughs> very nostalgic <laughs> when it comes to Pierre Celis. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, he's the guy that in, uh, reinvented or brought back Belgian wit to the world in the form of Who Garden. Garden sold the brewery to who was it? The Belgian beer company out in Belgium. I forget United Belgian Brewers or whatever it was. 
some big brew company and moved to the United States and opened up a, a brewery down in Texas called Celis Brewery. And they made Celis White, which was a fantastic Belgian wit beer. And then soon he ran into monetary problems and sold it to Coors Miller or Miller Coors. Yep. And he died penniless, like without nothing. Oh my God. They took the thing and dismantled Celis White and just dismantled, dismantled everything. But there's a created th- blue moon. There's big articles in who, create, oh, who created blue moon from from the cellist? Yeah, yeah, yep. And the, yeah, exactly. They created blue moon from cellist yep. white. So when you drink a blue moon, hold your glass high and remember thank Pierre Cellis. Said dead, penniless, poor Belgian man. <laughs> he, the he, man who died <laughs> for your blue moon. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> So actually, I heard. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys about this because I heard Michael Tonsmeyer, uh, the guy that he's got the Mad Fermentationist blog. Yep. He was interviewed on something or other. I can't remember what, but he was talking about something called chit malt. Yeah. Have you guys ever played with that? He said it's very, very highly unmodified. You throw it in there if you want to get a little, like a little extra protein, a little extra haze, a little a little body, a little body. Right. He was talking about. I think with respect mostly to like New England style IPAs, just to give it some. Yeah. Under modified chip malt. Yeah, I've I don't, never I don't know anything it. about it. What what is it? Is it basically just barley, or is it something different? Well, my understanding is it's just two row barley unmodified. Meaning it's not. Is it even malted, or what is it? It's, I think it, it's gone through some of the malting process. Yeah, under modified, it's, it's just not complete. Like modific- when we talk about modification, it's how much through the malting process it's gone. Um, how much sugar has been. Or, you know, how, how, open the how fast did they dry it out? No, how fast we sprouted the bean. How fast they sprouted the bean. Okay. Yeah. So, your modification is based off of how how you can how you can use the enzymes in there to break down the sugars available. So, a lower modification means you still have to process the grain a little bit before you can get stuff out of it. For the most part, for us right now, the grain is very well modified. Um, so Meaning they're better at they're better at the malting process of getting those enzymes to do yes. what they got to do. Right. Yep. So back in the day, when like this is kind of the reason why pilsners, uh, American style pilsners, have rice and corn, but mm. in, uh, European styles six are row. straight grain is six row. Yeah. So uh, six row was a very highly it was you know a modified grain that allowed crap tons of protein um so all of these proteins and enzymes that they had in there it was too much protein level um for you just to do by itself so they had to drop the protein levels and add in some straight starch and you, and you couldn't do that with just some sort of rest of the uh during the mashing process with the six row uh or they just didn't know better no, I mean the, the the big thing is it's it's just too much protein. Too much protein. It's too much. Um, too high. Too yeah. high in protein. Yeah. And um, but one of the things that you could possibly do too is if you had this under modified grain, under modified two row or some other under modified whatever, you could add this six row to it because of the extra enzymes and everything it gave in there, and it was able to then break down everything. Ah, you needed to do. okay. Lighten the body. So that's yeah. So the the six row had enough uh, diastatic power yeah. to. Turn rice into gold or whatever, some or yeah. really undermine six rows. Barley. Just convert like, rice, yeah. Yeah. Six, yeah. Six rows, like pretty much having a, a V8 engine in a you know, <laughs> Toyota Camry or something like that, you know. Um, <laughs> putting a V8 in my <laughs> Prius, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> yep, uh, 
time for a break, boys? Yeah, I think we'll yeah, take think a quick break yeah. and uh, come back with the next beer. Uh, I guess this is break time. Yep. We're breaking. Oh, my God. Time to look up what chipmunk is. Belch. Okay, yeah, we're back. Um, Blueberry Belch, huh? So we moved on to the fruity side Thank you. Uh, of our fegles. Gracias. Gracias. Yeah, you're going to fuck me all up because you had this thing an inch from your mouth before. No, nah, it's a challenge. It's a total yeah, fucking yeah, challenge, no, I don't, man. I don't, I, I don't need advanced producing challenges here. Come on. Easy you're an better. advanced if producer. If you ever want this fucking thing to come out, you just want it to be easy peasy. This is near. This is <laughs> Killer. Under, over, through. <laughs> Super Grover. I'm going to talk with a different voice and you have to modulate me back to regular. <laughs> hey, I can smell the blueberry from here. Smells like blueberry pie. Doesn't look like blueberries, though. Uh, Looks it's like got, there's. It's got a, a tinge. Eh, there's no blueberries in that. There's it's all... a tinge. They say there's 150. 150 pounds of blueberries? Hold on. Sorry, I made... 150 pounds of blueberries in what? Sorry, uh, each 15-barrel batch of blueberry belch, 15-barrel batch, yep. which is half of what Matt will make, is made with using 150 pounds of 100% real fruit. This unfiltered fruit ale is not too sweet and oh, so refreshing. A fantastic summer beer, perfect for sipping on the porch. Blueberry belch, 4.2% ABV, 10 IBUs. 1044 Original Gravity, Malts, Two Row, Crystal 77, that's an oddball, and Wheat. That's English. Yeah, yep, English and 77. Hops are Magnum, which in this case, they didn't even wave the Magnum over the top of the uh, they must just batch. Use they, just, they, just, they, just, they whispered they just, it. They, sh- they, 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 op- <laughs> they opened the bag of Magnum a zip code away, and then they brewed the beer. <laughs> so, okay, what is that ratio? 15 barrels to 150 pounds. What it's is a pound per gallon? barrel. No, 10 pounds a barrel. A barrel is 31 gallons, so 0.3 pounds, a third of a pound per, per gallon. So just sure. to give, give you an idea, when I brew the strawberry cream ale. Mm-hmm. But strawberries are and you get de- like get the a definite flavor in the world, right? You, you definitely get a red tinge to yours, a little pink hue. A, li- a little, but I mean, that's 500 pounds. But that's strawberry. For a 30. That's strawberry. So that's yeah, two hundred fifty stra- pounds of strawberries. Yeah, if you said five hundred pounds of apricots, you've I'd be used, like, you, "That's insane." But five hundred pounds of strawberries—that's no, fine. No, they could use. I, I don't have any problem with the amount they're using, but at point three per pound or three pounds, point three pounds per gallon. Yeah, they should be purple. No, no. I've used. I used one pound in a five-gallon batch. Came out fucking purple. Did you maybe the difference between cooking it, macerating it? Maybe. Yeah. You know this. Time. I don't macerate. Where'd you add it? Secondary. Secondary. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you didn't uh, you didn't cook down the blueberries no, at, at all. all. Not a, not an ounce. The color. Just macerated it with my hand. You just yeah. <laughs> Warren, it. Warren with is my doing hand. Inter- That's not Warren is doing the international uh, masturbate sign. Yeah. As as they say. Uh, well, hitch- shit. I used as to they work. Say in Spanish, hitchhiking to the sky, pidiéndole cola al cielo. <laughs> You've been screaming <laughs> Spanish words all day, dude. <laughs> what was the one I was talking about? Canocho. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I do know what pidiéndole cola al cielo means, though. So, um, you know, they might. You're, you're right, Matt. There is somewhat of a color in here, but I've just dumbfounded as how they got so clear. Well, I wonder if they filter. Crystal could be. Or if they but find. Guys, it's uh, two row Crystal 77 and wheat. And depending on how much Crystal 77, there could be almost no color coming in there. So that could be all that that color could be from literally from the blueberries. Yeah. It may not be purple, but it is dark. No, I think there's definitely color coming through. From... You, you definitely get a purple. If it's not even purple, it'd be gray. Mm. It would not be orange. It's not really an orange. All right, who's got the international beer color scale? The SRM scale. The SRM scale, hmm, based off of Lovey Bond. The blueberries are giving it color. Okay, I'm gonna. Go out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb, just like my smoked malts, and say that the blueberries. <laughs> I'll accept that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Have uh, definitely given. I'll it. see. There's color. I, I know there's color, but man, I'm telling you, it's, I don't know. What, what do you think about the flavor? I guess it's a 13, 14. Yeah, I'd put it at the 13 range, but it's not 13 brown. This is like it's 13. got a reddish. Yeah, 13 red. I think because it came through yellow and it's had a little bit of purple, it's coming through with that like you know, sunsetty, more red, not so purple sort of you know color thing going on. So when you put five hundred pounds, so just but this yep. goes back to this discussion on fruit. Five hundred pounds of strawberries, which are I understand it is miserable to try to yeah. flavor things with strawberries because you end up with. Exactly the situation that we're in. Multiple pounds per gallon of strawberry. Or above a above a above a pound of well, per no, gallon of strawberry. No, it's it about was, half a pound. It's about half a pound. Because it's for a thirty barrel batch. Oh thirty thirty barrel. Oh so I was thinking fifty. <laughs> but my, my whole thing is like, you know, you for this, you know, when I when I think of berries, I think of half a pound per gallon. Per gallon is Good for berries. Strawberries, maybe for a little bit more. I think, you know, I could have definitely added a bit would more strawberry. Would you do that with raspberries it. and blackberries, though? That half pound would probably be for strawberry or for blueberries, raspberries, raspberries blackberries, all like your, you know, nice, flavorful berries. Yeah, tree berries. So for this being 150 pounds. Tree berries and cherries. Wow. Really, for, for the, even for the, for the regular raspberries, too. That's yeah. amazing. So it would be like be one red motherfucking beer. Three, three, yeah, well, three pounds, three pounds to a five-gallon batch, right? Yeah. Three pounds? Well, no, still. No, Comes I'm, in a 49-ounce can. Yeah, no, I'm just, that's, that would be a very, like a robustly <laughs> raspberry, robustly uh, red beer. I used, um, I've, I've used blueberries, 10 pounds of blueberries with 10 pounds <sighs> of Bless you. honey. So one pound of blueberries per gallon of honey. <laughs> And it was not, it was, it was see-through purple. Like, you could not mistake it from being purple. Almost to a violet purple. So, 
I mean, the skins, bless you again. See, it's true. The skins on blueberries are very, very colorful. They're yeah. very much so into a diet. So I don't know what cooking does to them. Um, yeah, no. I was actually thinking co- cooking would release more of the color, which it does. Because you can start, if you start cooking down blueberries in a pot with you some get sugar, pecked they, it, it gets pecked they get, in there too. Really, you get I mean, it'll, that it'll stay haze, in the hell out of haze, You know, purple haze. Even yeah. purple haze. I mean, it is purple haze is purple rather than that. Yeah, but they, who knows what they do with that. They may actually put purple color in there. Right. Yeah. But they claim they use real, real uh, blueberries too. Mm. Real blueberries with real FDNC uh, 47 purple in there. Right. <laughs> Not true. Hearsay. Hearsay. Three people. Yeah, in today's world. <laughs> Done. True. I swear to God, it's true. That's, it's all fake news. It is. Story about somebody like you know. Whatever stupid drunken story that you wanted to tell about somebody, uh, that somebody did something incredibly dumb, and as long as three people in the room snapped their fingers, it became true. Like, three people snapped their fingers, and it was true. It's Done. There and after. <laughs> Someone sneezed, it's true. Yeah. That's, that's the other one. So everything we say tonight is true, because Matt's been no, sneezing yeah. all night long. <laughs> sneezing the truth into everything. Yeah. So what's the most exciting thing you've brewed lately, Matthew? Oh, what's the most excited thing I've heard lately? Something off the wall. Uh, honestly, it's more the stuff going through the forge batch system. The the big batch stuff um, has been, you know, relatively regular uh, styles. But honestly, it's the the stuff that's being put out right now for uh, the anniversary coming up on June 9th. Is pretty crazy, isn't it? So for the for the anniversary on June 9th, you had everybody pick a style to brew, and uh, everyone in your. So I talked to I have it so that every every full time person is doing a beer. Cool. And then if I opened up the part timers too, if they want to, they can come in and do one. Um, and I got a lot of people coming through and doing tons of different styles. One of one of the ones that just it sticks out in my head right now as being kind of crazy is the cookies and cream beer um, that Giancarlo did. And uh, he did this once before, and the flavor wasn't right on. That, or at least it, I liked it, but the flavor wasn't what he wanted it to be. And uh, he went back to the drawing board, talked to me again. We went through the recipe and everything like that. And he, you know, went forward and, and brewed the beer. And uh, he brought it over to me earlier today. And he goes, this is, uh, this is the cookies and cream beer. What do you think? And I just took a sniff of it. And cookies it smelled... And like Chips Ahoy cookies. I'm like, holy shit. This smells like a cookies and cream. Like, it and smells like And there chip. is no artificial anything in it? Nothing artificial in it. Okay, do tell. How did you, how does one and, do this? And then, you, and then you taste it, and it tastes like liquefied Chips Ahoy. Like, it might not be cookies and cream, like cookies and cream ice cream, but it tastes like Chips Ahoy like, fucking cookies. Wow. So it's like <laughs> some vanilla and some chocolate and... It's got a good amount of cocoa nibs. It's got some vanilla in there. It's got a little bit of lactose. And ah, then it's lactose. got a... Good old lactose. And then it's got some, you know, just a nice base kind of cream ale recipe. Nice. But uh, it was it was damn good. <laughs> and I was kind of blown away at, at, you know, that beer. 
because um, it wasn't like some of these beers that I have that, you know, it comes through with a, oh, you know, you're trying to make a flavor of something else, and yeah, it tastes like that, but I'll drink one, and I don't want to drink any more of it. This was, like, I I drank a pint of it. I <laughs> would. <laughs> It's like eating a sleeve of chips over cookies. Fast forward six months. We can't keep enough of this stuff in stock. We need a new year round. I mean, honestly, it was. it's almost to the point where it's like drinking a pint of that is like eating a sleeve of chips ahoy cookies. It's like you just want to. <laughs> you just want to. Give me another. It's not as many calories as a sleeve of cookies. Hey, that, that could be a good promotion for it. Yeah. Enjoy your chips ahoy. Half the calories. Yeah. Probably a third. Oh. But yeah, that, that I'd say is probably, you know, some of the, the weirder stuff that, you know, we brewed that has kind of popped out that really kind of stuck. Um, but we, we're going to be uh, doing more kettle sours this summer also. What is the most on-point beer that you've brewed lately? Most on-point? As far as style goes. I mean, you two would st- say... That two, you, two style, this is an exact uh, yeah. replica of a, of a German Pilsner right. or whatever. Um, Besides your flagships, of course, you have Kolsch, and you have Amber, and you have Stout. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I'd say the uh, the most recent. I mean, the two lagers I made the late winter into spring were... Uh, I thought spot on. You made a pilsner yourself, did you not? Well, I haven't, I haven't made my pilsner in about a year. Um, but I made the black lager. Black lager, just just spring, right? Uh, that was late winter, and then early spring was the, the Rauk beer, mm. and then we followed that up with the box. Was there smoked malt in there? There was, there was smoked malt. And I can guarantee that. I will show you. On my grandfather's <laughs> deathbed. He's going to say, there was no smoke malt in that no beer. If someone comes over to me and says, there's no smoke malt in the Rauch beer, I will strike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, then we made the Bach after the smoke beer and then uh, then the Pilsner uh, with Rob. Um, How long you got to lager all those bad boys? That was the biggest thing. They they yeah, lagered took up a lot of fermenter space, didn't you? Yeah. They they lagered each for about six weeks. Oh. That'll fuck up your brew day. Yeah. Your brew schedule, I should say. It it definitely did. You know, we converted a couple of our unit tanks to bright tanks so that we can use a bright tank to lager in. Um But uh you know, it it worked out. Um but I'd say those two the Black Lager and the Rauk beer were probably my two favorite kind of on point, I felt. Um, the Bel- the new Belgian triple that we have right now is really... Or not Belgian. Um, the Belgian single. Really Travis. nice. Potter's beer. Um, what, what, uh, what ABV is your Potter's beer? The single is... It's like 5.8 or 6. Um, I pretty much... Brewed it to be the exact opposite of our Belgian double. Um, so same ABV as that, just the light, the light side. Nice. Uh, what did you call it? A Potter's beer? Father's beer. Oh, Father's beer. Is that Potter? Is, is that a is Potter? That, is, is that a 
a Belgian song. I'm not familiar with that. That's a it's Belgian tra- song. It's a trap a single. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Um, AKA. In other words, Padre. Pater. Like, yeah. Pater, yeah. as in. Yeah. What is it? Father. Son, Holy Spirit. What is it? In yeah. Domini? Yeah. Yeah. In Domini Patri. In Domini Patri. Yeah. yeah. Um, it smells like a. Whoa, good. Black Raspberry. <laughs> Warren's on to the next one. Whoa. <laughs> Sour Black Raspberry. Uh, tart. Not sour, tart. Yeah, the other thing, other stuff for the anniversary that we have coming out too is the uh, return of Dark Sovereign. Yes, um, we just pulled that out of the tank the other day. Beautiful, really tasty. Um, tank or barrel? I forget what Dark Sovereign was in. Oh, it was in a barrel. We moved it to the tank, added the cherries, and then it uh, sat for a couple weeks on the cherries. Um, and it's same barrels as last time. Yeah, uh, same ratio at least. The okay. the bourbon barrels were different. <laughs> But it was nine or three quarters uh, red wine and one quarter bourbon. I'm surprised at the red wine. I, I honestly, I've never done anything with red wine um, aging, and I don't even know if I've ever had a red wine, exclusively red wine aged beer. But it would have just seemed to me that beer and red wine barrels would not go together. You ever had the Dutch? Somehow that does. Mm. Duchesse de Bouchon. Yeah. Never had it. That I've had it. I love it. That's red wine. I thought that was just that was just a uh, Flanders red. F- yeah, I thought that was just whatever their uh, whatever their house culture was of microbes. You saying that's in red wine barrels? Okay. Traditionally speaking, I did not know that. Okay. Nope. Uh, and then we're doing uh, Abacab again for the anniversary, uh, but we're doing two different uh, spice. Editions. Where are you getting your juice from? We got it from Best's. Again and again? Again, yeah. Yeah. He's got tons of apples left. Oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> I'm like, I need four bushels. You got them? He's like, I got shit ton of apples. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, it went, it went well. We did... Where's uh, Best out of? <clears throat> they're right up the road. Right, right up the road. Yeah. We were doing a lot. We did a lot of uh, apple pressing late into this year. Mm. They did a phenomenal amount of apples last year, and I've never pressed apples in April, and I did three mm. times this year. Mm. And uh, they're coming out good. Yeah, yeah. The, the flavor out there, the apples that they have are fantastic. Make a really nice uh, a nice cider. Um, I'll definitely use them again for, for next year's. How long has that Abacab been in the barrel? Uh, it sits in the barrel for six months. Um, so it's the cider barley wine blend sits in a bourbon barrel for six months, comes out, and then we do, uh, one, the original was vanilla and cinnamon, and then this year we did the vanilla and cinnamon, and we also did a chai spice, uh, so we have, we'll release both of those. Abacab chai? Chabacab. Chabacab, oh. <laughs> Chibacab or Chabacab? Chabacab. Chabacab. It's Chabacab. What was the Just one that was your anniversary release? It was a... Chab. Not... I don't want to say it was... A, it was similar to something you'd made in the past. Uh, Which one? It was an anniversary release. I, you had you had made it in April of 2017. I remember it was in the barrel. And then you, I thought you released it on your second anniversary, or you were releasing it on your... Well, this or, is our second anniversary. Okay, yeah. Um... Was it stout of some sort? 
Maybe I'm. Maybe it was just blended up in other things. Okay. I think that might just be a. Yeah. Because last last year we did Dark Sovereign released in April. Hmm. This year we're releasing it on the anniversary. And then we'll have the two different Abacab bottles that we released last anniversary and we'll release this anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> right, Matt, you gotta taste this beer because Warren's done with it. Uh, this is so you, you don't have you to guys that, are freaking You don't have to finish that one. I ha- I have to. I can't just sit back Can here you? and just <laughs> Warren is a machine. You he know is. that, right? Yes. He's a machine. <laughs> Blowing your snots. Yeah. Can't breathe. That's what's holding you back. Yeah. Usually you're right on point with me. Enough with the jaws. More with the paws. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Eat down that snot, boy. Chew it. Don't worry. This, one, it. this one's pretty good. It is. I like this one. This one's not bad. This one tastes like a candy. This one, well, this one, I, this well, one, this one I'll I, actually uh, order when I'm there. While I uh, drink this one through, why don't you one of you guys explain what this beer is? Let's I don't know anything about it, so you might want to... Uh, all I know is it tastes like uh, black raspberry ice cream. It's raspberry saison, right? Space Monkey Saison Farmhouse Ale with real raspberries. Yep. 7% ABV. 25 IBUs. OG 1052. Oh, wow, that sucker dries way the fuck out for 7%. Yeah. Uh, that must be goes down to, what, negative? <laughs> 52? <laughs> no, probably about about right around zero. Zero, yeah. Uh, malts, Belgian Pilsner and wheat. Hops, Chexas, EKG, a.k.a. East Kent Goldings, and the ever-pervasive Magnum. Love that hop. <clears throat> Love that hop. Yep. That's all they use for their bittering. Seems like it. Space well, Monkey is formulated... Such a nice hop for bittering. Yep. It is. Space Monkey is formulated to rocket around your palate with 21st century complexity and flavor and aroma. Hints of lemon and pepper orbit around a raspberry tartness to guarantee successful flight. Brewed with 480 pounds of raspberries! Exclamation point! Best flavored beer at the 2012 Atlantic City Beer Festival. Matt's like, ah, fuck that. Did they that. filter their beer? I've won... First, I won in 2018. Yeah, baby. What was it? Uh, Gal- no, Gal- Gal- Galactic, Galactic 7. Galactic 7, yeah. Good job. It's all about space. That's what they like. Yeah, they do. On. Apparently, they do. Space Monkey. Space or... Monkey is part of our Monkey Beer series, named after the song by singer-songwriter John Prime. <laughs> they filter their beer, or is it unfiltered? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Bless you. Thank you. Served in a tool, best served in a tulip class, paired with salads and aperitifs, poultry, seafood, selfish, shellfish entrees, earthy cheeses like Camembert and Fontina, nutty cheeses like Gassiago, Colby, and Parmesan. Tasting notes: big raspberry aroma with a touch of farmhouse grain. Hits the mouth with a sweet and tart raspberries, touched with lemon and pepper. Refreshingly semi-dry with a crisp, yeasty finish. Now available year-round. Have you had a chance to use, speaking of Saisons, have you had a chance to use the BE-134 yet from Safe Brew? Safe Ale? Uh, I don't remember if I did. Belgian Saison? New Saison yeast. I feel like I have, but I haven't used it to the point of comparing between one and another. It's uh, it's up there with Bell Saison. I love Bell Saison. Always have. Always will use that. I was very surprised in how well attenuated 
beer that I made with the BE-134, the two beers that I made with the BE-134, and how uh, underwhelming Saison flavor. Like, uh, sometimes when you're you're doing a Saison, you don't want that Saison to overtake the Saison flavor. Um, so we, we did this uh, hoppy Saison, 9%er, and the thing, thing chopped through it, 250 billion cells, one package chopped through the whole thing. Um, I ended fermentation early in hopes that I would kill the yeast, put it in the keg. <laughs> Can't kill actually carbonated? I didn't carbonate it at all. I didn't actually <laughs> carbonate it. And so I degassed it afterwards just to see what I would get as a final gravity. And it was down to like one. And it was at like 1070 when I started. So it was... Uh, yeah, no, some of those Saison yeast. I mean, kept I kept going, think, man. I Even think cold they, and crashed. I, I, I once uh, put a... Uh, I don't remember where I posted it, but it was like, I swear this Bell Saison yeast could eat cardboard. I remember saying that. I was like writing that somewhere because it's like, holy crap, it's still going. I can't believe it's still chewing through this shit. You know, I fell in love with uh, Saison, the Bell Saison, two years before Matt opened. I think he and I brewed with that for some time. We put it in the bathroom in the back here and let it ferment for like forever, like 80 degrees. The thing was phenomenal. We had it. It was really good. Saison yeast. I think it, they. Is that I think the toilet it's beer? A, that was a toilet beer. I think yeah. it's akin to some sort of champagne yeast. I believe. What yeah. was it? I think it's akin to some sort of champagne yeast, but with more. It, it some, somehow must be well, related because that stuff will just doesn't have diastaticus in it. Isn't that the, some of the uh, strains of saison or diastaticus? I don't think so. It keeps on keep Is that going. Like I am Spartacus. I am diastaticus. Diastaticus. Yeah. What's the yeast that? Uh, what Labs got in trouble with the... Um, oh, they said it was a... Uh, couple bre- of, yeah, wasn't, they said it was an infection. It wasn't Brett. It was Cerevisiae diastaticus, hmm. Saccharomyces. I do, I do like a good... I do like Saison's. And I, do, I don't like... I don't mind them being very Saison-y Saison's, like where the, where, the, where the yeast just puts out... Like people are like, what spice did you put in here? You're like, nothing. <laughs> like... I just I just fermented it at eighty, That's and it, it just threw off. Just I love that too. Unbelievable yeah, really spice. Cool. Just the characteristics come through. Like the one that I made with uh, all those hops came out to be like papaya. It was oh, wow. like, it was very delicious, like very mildly papaya, and it just so you got fruit, fruit, got tropical uh, yeah, fruit, tropical fruits, and it was delicious. And people went nuts over it. It was just I just couldn't get over that. I put it in the keg, hoping that I would kill it. Could not kill it and stop it. Nope, not at all. But uh, so the beer that you're drinking now, not not overly saison like, <laughs> not overly farmhouse ale. That fruit really kicks in really nicely and covers up some of that funk that you get from the farmhouse. Um, and like I said, I'm getting a nice crusty flavor, uh, like almost like a raspberry pie. Mm. Uh, well, that means they chose the right malts then. Right, give you that little biscuity, the, the biscuity malt, in crusty, there. toasty. I think the yeast helped dry it dry it out very nicely. Um, well, yep. if it's ten fifty two at seven percent. Yeah, that yeah, yeast dried the fuck it out. Dried it out, but the grain flavor came through because of the dryness, and then the fruit just on top of it, really. Nice. Just smoothed <laughs> it over. Yeah, very good, very good. Actually, no, I'm surprised. Actually, no, I, I my apologies. I don't know how the hell you're getting that sort of biscuity flavor or crusty flavor because it's, it's be- just it's just Belgian pilsner and wheat. I don't know if Belgian pilsner is somehow different. You can get a nice malty flavor. Bel- off of Belgian pilsner has a yeah. malt flavor. The barquet is really good. You've got to have a show about that, like, yeah. or or something. You got to do something like, 
I uh, here is an American Pilsner. Uh, we, we brewed the same beer with an American Pilsner, a Belgian Pilsner, and a bl- something you know, a German Pilsner. Bryce Fireman and Avant Garde. Right. Yeah. And and Bryce, we literally uh, did them side by side by side, fermented them all together, and Belgos let's and, and let's see what they taste like. You know, Belgo makes one too, don't they? Belgo. Um, yeah. So they'll be the Belgian one. Environment. Nice. Oh. Matt's dying. We need to take a break. He needs Short to break. I got to walk around. I got to burp. <laughs> <laughs> got to blow your nose. You got to chew down some of that note, mucus. Note, note to self. Um, don't eat before podcast. <laughs> so much cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the moon, so help him God. So what happened? The moon, the whole moon, nothing but the moon. No, the uh, space down the road. Which place? Mm. The, the, the warehouse. Rink? Yeah. Well, behind the roller rink. Oh, there was a, there was a thing behind the roller rink. There was a thing behind the roller rink. 7,000 square foot building. Oh, I thought that, so the roller rink didn't work out, but this building behind it did. Yes. <clears throat> what are you going to do? You're going to cart the beer over there? I will use that for dry storage, cold storage, and barrel storage. <laughs> so you're going to fill the barrels of the brewery and then chuck them over? The and town then, is in the middle of putting together some kind of ordinance to allow Matt to put in a pipeline from the brewery. You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe that at no. all. First of all, you'd have to go across fucking Jersey no, Transit. No, you, you, follow, you follow the transit lines underneath the transit line. Yeah, you'd have to, at go, one, at you'd one. Have to go underneath New Jersey Transit. And they'd be like, fuck Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that wouldn't work so well. You're not getting anything. <laughs> you would just follow the sewage line right <laughs> just next to the sewer put line. It inside the sewer line. Just put it down the sewer line, Matt. Just snake it through the sewer line. All right, so it's dry storage. So that's your that's your uh, malt. Yep. What's well, I'm sorry, dry storage. What's cold? Uh, kegs. Yep. Full kegs, full bottles, full cans. So you're gonna have to. How big a freezer are you putting in there? Taking the one you have? Uh, no, we're, we're getting a uh, 1,400 square foot, but 18 feet tall instead of the 10 feet tall that we have. So you're going to be stacking pallets like We're going to have uh, pallet racks. So. Was it 14 by 10? Or 14 by 100? Or 100 by 14? This is uh, like 35 by 45 or something like that. It's a big square box. Oh, yeah. Huge. So what was this building before? A warehouse? This was a uh, Q Connection. What the fuck's Q Connection? Q Connection 2. It was a, um, for a year. Pool hall. It was a pool hall. 
that they couldn't... built this seven thousand square foot no. building for no, a they pool hall. It. I don't know what it was rented at before that, okay. but I know that it was rented out for a year for a pool hall. Seven thousand square foot pool hall in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. That was a hell of a business plan. Who the hell gave those people money? I don't know. It worked well too. <laughs> so well that they couldn't pay their bills and ran away. Left, leaving all the pool tables, the skee ball tables, the ping pong tables, but they took the televisions. So you have the, so you have a bunch of pool tables now. I don't. The current landlord does. But if you want a pool table, I can get one. A nice slate table for like eight hundred bucks. How many tables were in? Seven thousand square feet. Was, was it a bar too? There was no. That was the reason they went under. Because Who they the fucking they could the- not allow liquor or food. They did not allow liquor or food in there. Even outside liquor and yep. outside food. They could not because the town wouldn't let them. I don't know. They didn't want it. I don't know if it was oh, them the, or if it was legality or, or whatnot. Yeah, but right. So you have to walk all the way to the back corner of Hackettstown to go to a pool hall in the middle of nowhere. And you can't have food or drink. Who the hell, <laughs> who the hell came up with that business plan? That is just genius. And who gave them money? Nobody, obviously. No, somebody, somebody had to. Somebody the, funded so, them originally. Somebody, somebody funded them, however much money. Jesus they Christ! They had fourteen Warren. or fifteen. The Q connection. Beautiful was slate tables. What? Microphone, man, you're slipping the air. It's like I'm slip, I'm sipping the air, slipping yeah. the air. Yeah. They had fourteen or fifteen beautiful. Yeah, slate they, tables. They're thousands. I don't know. Maybe tens of thousands. Maybe they're probably, certainly they're thousands. They're probably four or five thousand yeah, dollars. So, so now, so somebody, somebody was in for a quarter million dollars into that place. No, those, those pool tables were used. The Q Connection was a place over. Um, um, believe it or not, B McNally's had an upstairs, mm-hmm. and upstairs was a Q Connection before they uh, B McNally's came in, and then they moved over to another place on Main Street, and then they moved from there on Main Street over to the... So in other words, they went from two halfway decent places they that had, they could make money to they had the, to the ass end of town. Yep, yeah, they had the pool tables already, so... Um, but terrible. yeah. <clears throat> terrible idea. So the only thing that changed really was location and rent. Yeah, yeah well, that was, that was a bad business plan. And they probably could look at the numbers and say, yeah, we were making enough money to, to rent, that but then when you go in the corner of nowhere, yeah, in the mass end of and you're not allowed to bring in food or alcohol yeah. or smoke cigarettes, yeah. you're done. Because you know? yeah. that was the whole thing about going to a pool hall back in the day. Yeah. I'm talking back like 15 years ago. Yeah, right. Back in the day. Go in there and be all smoky, drinking a beer. No one would know. So, you got, so you're renting this place out, and you're... Cold... Oh, in barrel aging. So you're going to put the, uh, you're going to have a sour program in there or just the barrel program? No, I'll just move our current barrel program down there. And then I'll probably so does that put mean a... that you dismantle the one fridge that you have? No. So you're going to keep that. So how much, so it's really just, where's the grain being kept today? I thought that was up in the loft. We have some floor storage and yeah. up in the loft. Yeah, all right. Base grain down on the main level, specialty grain up in the loft. But, uh, We'll probably put a tank or two over at the new place, and um, that way I don't have to bring barrels back over full of beer. I'll just empty them into the tank and bottle them there for barrel-aged stuff. Ah, that's a good idea. Okay, yeah. How's that trip going? That's a, that's a, that's kind of an expensive barrel. It's not going to be used a lot of the year, though. What's that? That's like an expensive barrel that's, or fermenter that's not going to be used a lot of the year. Yeah. 
but it's, and you're gonna have to have a glycol chiller and all everything yeah. else on it. It'll be uh, used. just a small, uh, like a bar line chiller. Once once, once you get rolling, thing. though, it should be used all the time, right? It'll be once a month, probably mm. twice a month. It might not be the best efficiency, but he's still going to use it. Really gonna... What's the what's the uh, the red tape you have to jump through with the ABC for that? Not much. They just need a warehouse. Just another uh, warehouse, warehouse license. If yeah. it was a full brew system and tasting room too, it'd be above and beyond. But right. it's just because it's it's just a warehouse. It's not that bad. And the New Jersey Restaurant Association doesn't have a problem with this. No, if I had a tasting room <laughs> and a brew house, they'd have a problem with it. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. It's well, another podcast. Yeah, well, we've had that uh, conversation on this uh, podcast. It's a shame. So anyway, now I'm uh, I'm finished with the beer already. Yeah, you're finished with the beer. We haven't even talked about it. We haven't even really come back from break yet, but I guess we have. Since we're since back, we're back. <laughs> Warren's already done with his pawn shop porter. When is when? Now. Yeah. When is now? Just then. Fegley's Brew Works pawn shop porter, English style brown porter. <laughs> ABV, 5.7%. IBUs, 28. OG, 1058. Two-row, caramel, chocolate, crystal 77, again. And good honey. EKG and Magnum. Magnum! What's Kara? Is that Kara 60? Kara 77. No, it's crystal 77. Caramel is 60, lovey bun. No, caramel is um, 15. 15 or 17 or something like that. Or if it's, if no, it's, it's 15. It's late. It is 15 or 20. It's crisp caramel. It is. You're right. Yeah. What's the one I was thinking of from Fawcett? It's caramel as well, right? It might be. Yeah. I, I just don't, I know I get a... Caramel to trademark. I get C77 from crisp and I get caramel from crisp. <laughs> No roasted barley? No. Doesn't say. Nope, chocolate malt. Tasting notes. Well, so this is a, there's a whole big exclamation, uh, explanation here about blah, 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 English style porter and a big backstory, and I don't give a shit. Tasting notes. (laughs) Pours nearly black with deep red tones, releasing an aroma of toffee, dark toast, and a whiff of maple. A whiff, a whiff. Slick velvet mouthfeel. Do you get the velvet there, Matt? Does it velvet. feel like a, like a bla- like an a Elvis, diacetyl bomb? Like a it's a diacetyl bomb with cocoa, no. caramel, and nutty bread <laughs> malt flavors. A light hop bitterness keeps any sweet in check, making you ready for another. I do get some of the velvet. You do. You get some of that Elvis on velvet on the black I get, velvet. I get some velvet Elvis. I get blue velvet. Ooh, ooh. Nice. Know where the song is from? Just keep singing it. Uh, song, come, it'll there come was a movie it. called Blue Velvet. She wore blue velvet. Are you doing your best Orbis in there? No. I'm telling you right now. Tommy, we, just uh, gained, <laughs> we just gained listeners. We did. Yeah, you did. And we probably have to <laughs> that pay. That voice what's, what's, is gold. What do we have to? What is it when you when you uh, when you when you sing a song that's unlicensed? There's uh, some. But sort it's of okay. Copyright. It wasn't over a certain amount of time. Oh, thirty seconds or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I said velvet. Not velvet. I see. So who song was that? Was that Tom? Velvet. Who sang that song? Velvet. (laughs) (laughs) 
she wabooed. Now you're bug. Now you're uh, Elmer Fudd. Wabbit season. Duck season. <laughs> Wabbit season. <laughs> we hunting Elmers. <laughs> Pollen season. <laughs> Dopey and sneezy over here. Yeah, seriously. Hmm. All right, so uh, is the porter a popular style at the old uh, brewery there, Matt? Uh, I'm going to make the tiramisu milk porter. How does that sell? It well. Yeah. People like it. Is that the one where you put the uh, the old uh, nitrogen, liquid nitrogen into the can? Or is that something else? No, we do, we do it that yeah. for the canning, yeah. Nitrogen dosing. Oh, did you make a decision on your uh, on your Kolsch for the summer? Is it going to be in 16s? or? It is going to be in 16s. Nice. Because I thought, why not? Why not? Why not? You know 12s what? and 16s. I'll go crazy. If they give you just a single <laughs> layer of six packs in the uh, refrigerator, it's going to be more vertical oh, yeah. space. You'll sell I'm more I'm going to have all the space. Yes, you will. It will always be to the left of center. If you're looking for Matt's beer in a local liquor store, I have found it's always on the top shelf, and it's always to the left of center of the uh, refrigerated aisle. Every time you go into a liquor store, you have to take a video. Be like, everybody, this <laughs> is proof. Left <laughs> and center. And then you go to another place, left and center. center. You go to another place, left, left and center. Left of center. Left, left of center. Left of center. And, and up high. Left of center and up high. That's what I've always done. I thought you asked them to put it there. <laughs> nope. It's funny. Meister space. I'm sure it's changed now. It was probably just some, some random thing <laughs> that happened, but I just thought it was funny. I was like, wow, this place too, huh? Matt's beer is so on the top shelf, you, uh, and it's always left of center. Is that, Granddad, is that Granddad, off? Where's that... Meister beer? Left of center. Left of center. Up high. Up high. Is that <laughs> <laughs> off-center beers for off-centered people? Oh, isn't there is something that has a dogfish head left of, yeah. left of center? Is it off-centered off, <laughs> off centered yeah. beers for, for off-centered off people? people. Yeah. <clears throat> dogfish head. There is the only thing that you ever heard of Delaware for. No, there's Wasson Woman. Yeah, never heard of it. They're not bad. There's, yeah, I guess I there's really a couple don't know of anything them. else in Delaware. I don't know. I don't even know the capital of Delaware. <laughs> Sorry for all you listeners in Delaware. There's like an oak tree brewery. Which isn't bad. It's not Dover. I don't think it's Dover. Ocean it could, City. It could, it could Come be on, Ocean Lincoln. City. What? No one knows Ocean City. Maryland? Maryland. Oh, there is, an o- there is an Ocean City, Delaware, yeah. Yeah, but everyone knows Lou's. Don't know Lou's. Delaware? Yeah. How about Rehoboth? Everyone knows Rehoboth. Rehoboth, yeah. 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 Actually, I used to, when I was working at Annexar, I used to cover Philadelphia <clears throat> and the greater Delaware area. And so we would go down to Newark and, and Dover Wilming. Downs, Dover, Delaware. And Newark and uh, Dover and Wilmington. But other than yeah, that, don't ever say Newark down there. Holy God. Newark. Newark. Newark, asshole. You're from New Jersey. Yep. That's right. <clears throat> yep. Go home, you Benny. So porter, not a particularly popular style, is the general rule, unless it's a tier of Misu milk porter. No, I mean, I mean, it's just that's just the only porter we make. We, yeah. we make the stout year-round, so... We just really have You don't see a lot of porters, and I guess the reason I'm not, you don't see a lot of porters in the old liquor stores among the craft brews. No, There's not a couple too many, them, but um, yeah. most people just, I mean, a lot of times when you're making a dark beer, a lot of people just go right for the stout. Right for the stout. Samuel Smith's Taddy Porter. Then you have uh, yeah, George that's, Washington's that's Porter. That's been around forever. Yeah. Then you have George Washington's Porter from George Washington. Nope. 
uh, what is that, yards? Yards. yards uh, I mean, they got our buddy right down the road here. He's got his. He's got your man skirt porter. porter. Mm. That's in cans. Mm-hmm. It's in your can. Right now? What's in your can? Oh, yeah. what's in your wallet, I thought. Yeah. No, what's yeah. in your can? I got you. <clears throat> and don't say shit. <laughs> Wrong can. Yep, 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 yep. So what is, what's your last beer you got? I Cause... Oh, it's a doozy. Is it? Yeah. Is it 27%? It's half of that. So I'm, I'm just wondering what the romantic story is they had on the side of the bottle about the porter. Three pence. Well, forgetting about the porter, this one. What's this one called? This one's an IPA. Absolutely. It is 11.5%. And is the only bottle of the six that said ABV on the bottle. God, we don't have to go through. It's 11 point what percent? 11.5. And they call it their single IPA? No. I'm kidding. God damn, if they did. Triple India Pale Ale. Think. News. Imperial, Imperial India Pale Ale. Imperial Imperial. It's their Sippa. Super Imperial IPA. You're going to have to figure out how to grab that from me without spilling it. I'll grab that from you. Oh, that he did. Now. Do you smell the hops? Uh, not as much as no, I did I with yours. I can't smell shit, actually. Well, Thank that's because mine is insanely hot. <laughs> I smell pine on this one. Yeah. Let me guess. It's triple. Magnum. <laughs> I know. It's dry hopped and late hopped with Magnum. Uh, holy God. <laughs> I'm getting like Chinook. Oh, my goodness. Right? Licorice. That almost. is pine lemon. Yes. Like I got um, Nelson Sauvin no. and um, no, 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 Simcoe, 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 and there's Chinook. some Simcoe in there, and there's Chinook in there. Yeah. All right, Columbus Fagley's Hop per, uh, apostrophe Salutely American <laughs> Triple Imperial Ale. Wait, wait, wait! Before you go Imperial any further, IPA, sorry. This is where they. This is so. This is what they do. They dump the whole magnum in the beginning of the boil in this. No, there's no magnum in this. And all that air from the magnum, all that dust goes into the other beers and then calls <laughs> it. Right? There's no magnum. In I mean, this. no, there's not. There's no magnum. Columbus. Uh, nope. Nope. Oh damn it! I swear to God, there's Ralk malt in here. <laughs> no. Fegley's Absolutely Triple India Pale Ale. 11.5%, 100 IBUs, OG, 1.1. Boom. Malts, two-row, caramel, and pale. Hops, <laughs> Apollo. Well, can you tell me what the difference between caramel and pale, or two-row and pale is? <laughs> Actually, I can. <laughs> I can. There is such a thing as pale ale malt. American, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Western... Western, yeah, Great Western makes it, and it's and they don't and they have a two row which is separate. I don't know, one's two well, SRM and one's it's, three it's, SRM or something like that. It's the idea of the whole like oh you know red or amber. Yeah. You know, uh, one person might make their two row that's a pale malt, and someone else's pale malt's a two. You know, it's yeah. It's just how well how much they're kilning it, this that and the other thing. But it's 
it's so difficult difficult to you know say it's one is less kiln than another, but or not as I, I can tell you this for sure or something that mirror that Deschutes Mirror Pond, if you've ever heard of that beer, mm-hmm. is made with Great Western Pale Ale Malt because yep. I've tried to make a uh, clone of that beer, failed, and badly. Uh, but I had listened to an entire show where the brewer talked about the entire process and everything that he did, and I tried to scale it down. Did a bad job. But yeah, that one's got a Great American Pale Ale malt in it. Well, so that is ale. that is different than their two row. He said he said it's Great American Pale Ale malts and two row malts. Yeah. But no, I'm saying he said the Great. Well, this is what he said. Who knows? His his his. He said the Great American Pale Ale malt is probably a little bit closer to uh, Maris Otter. Than your typical two row. God knows, it's just one man's opinion. Anyway, the hops: Apollo, Cascade, Chinook. Last one. Come on, Warren. Same again. Simcoe. Simcoe. Apollo, Cascade, Chinook, Simcoe. A heavenly, oh heavenly, they say, heavily hopped triple IPA packed with Pacific Northwest hops. A absolutely. Intoxicatingly, ah, they're making fun. A, absolutely, but they say a absolutely intoxicating citrus aroma and smooth malt backbone. You said pine at first. Did you get the citrus or no? There's citrus. Yeah, There's sure. like a lemony. Yeah. Right. But it's this is, definitely pine. This is the Fegley's Brewworks beer that goes toe to toe with the finest Imperial IPAs of the world. Try barley wine. Damn. It's a nice barley wine. <laughs> this triple into pale ale is utterly smooth with a Powerfully hoppy presence and pleasing 11.5% content alcohol by volume. Its hops are at once earthy and floral, and its full, full of malt body provides a sweet, sticky finish that isn't so cloying that you wouldn't want to take a second sip. I'm getting fenoit. What? Fedaikin? Um, fenoit. <laughs> you know what fenoit is? It's... Uh... That celery-like fennel, the you know oh. that you eat for dessert, oh. tastes like um, it's like shaved, shaved fennel root or shaved fennel celery. Root. Yep. Oh, okay, I did not know that. Okay, very very much like licorice. Mm. So it's full of malt body that provides a sweet, sticky finish that isn't so cloying that you wouldn't take a second sip. The next gulp soothes the palate Mm-mm. with a softness you wouldn't expect from any IPA. Lies. You might find honey you and sleep fruit Sleep on a notes. bed of lies. <laughs> you might even find honey and fruit notes. That you are sweet smell like as melon. beef and cheese. Santa doesn't smell like beef and cheese. Pours deep golden orange with a huge hop heat on the nose and an intense aroma. Guys, I'm telling you, I just smelled that beer. It is not a huge hop heat on the nose compared to other beers. And an intense aroma of omens, uh, orange zest, mango, peach, and pine. There's your pine. Methyl hop again. syrup flavor that sticks, uh, that stays slick and balanced with hop bitterness. Definitely alcoholic. Fin- yeah, finishes with a rich, complex sweetness as the warmth of the ABV shines a smile on your face. <clears throat> yeah, and a headache tomorrow morning. Oh boy, bingo! Anybody want a shot of Jaeger? <laughs> no. That's <laughs> <Matt's> like <laughs> no. A shot of oxygen. How about, how about a shot of Nyquil? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this is barley wine all all through and through. I mean, like a Northwest barley wine, only hoppier. American would ho- barley would hop barley wine be sweeter than this or no? No, not per se. 
Take a sip. It'll fuck you up for sure. It'll fuck you up. I, you know, I don't. I don't get. Ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not as alcoholic as I would expect it. I've had this before there, and it did. A, and they pour it in small glasses. You have a half cup of it. It's alcoholic. It's alcoholic. Yeah. This is like Wayman's uh, lemon drop or whatever he makes. <laughs> it's like twelve percent. I still have more of that in the fridge. Oh my god, that stuff is crazy. Wayman. I like his pink. I like his pink lemonade better than his <laughs> yellow. You like, like Wayman's, Wayman's pink? pink? <laughs> <laughs> I like his pink lemonade better. Wayman makes this... Lemonade. Lemonade. Hey, he likes your pink. Yeah. Well, we'll have to lemonade. tell him that. that uh, Wayman from the, from the new NJ Hops West uh, Homebrew Club makes a... Basically takes, you know, I think uh, lemonade concentrate, w- throws a little bit of malt uh, extract in there, ferments it with champagne yeast... Back sweetens it with more lemonade concentrate and puts it in the keg so it doesn't ferment out and makes this 12% sweet lemonade that if you handed it to anybody in the world, they'd be like, oh, this is delicious lemonade and it's 12% alcohol and it will and kill you. you fucked up. It will kill you. You have no idea there's any booze in it. You could, you could guzzle it down on a hot summer's day and then you wouldn't be able to stand up in five minutes. You use malt extract with that or sugar? He's, no, he puts sugar... No, it's like, I'm going to say 90% of the fermentables are uh, the lemonade and some sugar. The lemonade uh, concentrate and the sugar. Just but he says he uh, throws a little bit of DME in there just for whatever body or something. I'm not sure what. <laughs> just to say it was. Yeah, you know what, maybe to give... Just to say it's a malt beverage, I don't know. Honestly, uh, I've heard that it's, that it's hard to get... That if you give yeast tons of simple sugar, it's actually hard for them to, to chew on them. Yeah. The maltose. It switches on over to a whole different process. It's hard to chew maltose. Yeah, they, though they was uh, the rule of thumb I've heard. Now yeah. I'm sure there's different ones, but it's it, like it prefer, if you put it would prefer if you, sugar, simple sugars over maltose. Yeah. If you put if yeah. you have a beer recipe that is over 25 percent simple sugar, your yeast will just say screw you and not and not chew on the the maltose. They'll just yeah, it'll be like, the glucose they'll fill first. up on the potato chips and they'll say I don't really want the uh, yeah. I don't want the steak. No, on the flip side of that, if you have a uh, you know, an extract batch that's nine or ten pounds of extract, throwing a little bit of sugar. Yeah, it'll just keep it'll the yeast alive. Keep, it'll keep, uh, oh, keep them alive. Yes, yeah, yes, right. Because it'll give a little, little energy to. It'll dry out that beer. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, that's what you're doing with bottling sugar. You're taking really tired, dead yeast, waking them up. You know, could even be like a thirteen percent beer. You throw a little sugar in that bottle, and eh, they eventually chew. They're like, oh, we're tired, but we like this sugar so goddamn much. Yep. We're going to eat it. Amazing. Yep. I'm, what's, the, what's the pressure that, at which yeast will no longer or can no longer uh, do their job? Is it seven volumes? It's, it's high. I mean, that's, that's what you, you that's get. Bottle, you can get bottle conditioned champagnes or in, and uh, yeah. Belgians that are you know, seven volumes or something like that. But at some, but at some pressure, they will no longer do the work. I don't know what I don't know what the, the pressure is. Seven's high. Seven's well. That's yeah. That's when you're getting champagne bottles and corked and caged. I made a I made a a, a goofy beer that was part golden strong part uh, chardonnay um, grape extract or grape concentrate. Sorry, just to try it, and I basically bottled it in champagne bottles and uh, did method champenois on it, which is to turn them upside down and get that big yeast 
plug out of it. Did you freeze it? And I did. I froze the bottoms with, oh, that was a mess. What I, I'd never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever do it again. What a mess. You basically turn the bottles upside down and you use dry ice and ethanol or, or denatured alcohol or something, but you basically turn the bottles upside down and then you just freeze the necks of the bottle mm-hmm. uh, in this dry ice and alcohol or whatever uh, mixture. Oh, what a mess it is. What a disaster mess it turn is. Turn it over, you, open it up, decork turn, it. Yeah, you turn it over. Uh, so you take it out, you've just frozen the neck, uh, you, uh, you uncork it, and boom! <laughs> this <laughs> nasty yeast cake comes flying out of the bottle, and then you have to quickly put a cork back on it and cage it back up again before you lose the pressure. <laughs> yep, Method Champenois. And yep. the really good guys, the people that are good at doing it, they just, they don't even, they don't need to freeze it. They just, they turn the bottles upside down for a certain period of time. They, they pop off the corks real fast, they do, they, and they're flipping it, from upside down to right side up while popping the cork off really quickly and the yeast cake goes flying out and then they just put a new cork in it and they don't have to freeze it or anything. They just they can just do it by that's hand. That's cool real, shit. They must have it. like a space for it though, like the proper space. Oh yeah. Well I mean that's I mean, sure, some guy that was working in a well, vineyard a hundred years ago. Vinny was doing that with his beer. I mean that's what was he was he? doing, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that was that was so much work. It was one of those things where it's like double decoction, triple decoction. It's like, yeah, I did it. I don't really want to do it again. <laughs> I'll do double decoction every day if I had to. It's you really on this like, you love on deco- this level decocting. I oh, do. at this homebrew level. Yeah, a homebrew level. I'm a big scale. For <laughs> can't, you can't imagine. Would it doing kill that. your Would it kill your profitability to do decoction? Oh, Matt, it would kill my staff. <laughs> Because I would kill my staff, <laughs> and it would kill. It would kill. I was gonna say it would kill Matt first, because it would be what? Because like it would be a pain in the ass. Fourteen-hour t- brew day for every beer. Oh my god, oh, it'd be horrible. Hell, we all. But you would. You'd be set up differently if it was just. If that was the only technology we oh, had, yeah, it yeah. would be a setup, a totally different setup. So what would you have to do? You'd have to have a second brew kettle, a second. No, you could do it off a two vessel. You would just need a different type of pump and a different uh, pipe. Going back and forth. So what you'd you'd pump it off the mash and then you'd pump it. Back. What the hell you would you, do? you would have a louder ton, and oh. then you'd have it, yeah. it would instead of being a mash louder and a kettle whirlpool. Yeah. You'd have a louder ton, and a mash kettle whirlpool. Yeah. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Because yeah, so you got to pump up, boil. Pump it back in. Boil. No, just sacrification rest. Yeah. Then pump out again. Boil. Pump back in for... Yeah, some amount of... Right. So you keep pumping hot hot liquid back into the mash. So the amount of decoction determines yeah. how high you want to step. If you start at yeah. 114, you need to go to 150, you're probably going to do a big decoction. Yeah. But then we're 155. Because if you're at 155 and you want to go to 168, it's probably a smaller decoction, thinner decoction. Mm. Got it. But for homebrew level, it's basically you're decocting a gallon and a half to two gallons in the first one. Yeah, right. You just have another pot. Just another pot another and just put it in there yeah, and right. let it And go. then you dump it by hand. Yeah, you, yeah. You know. it's not hard. But you're bringing the grain with you in that case. Though, right? You you're are. Taking yep. the whole port. You're, you're not just taking the liquid. Right. Yeah, right. You're warming the grain. And I'm surprised that doesn't denature that grain. I guess it does. It does. Yeah. But it it's does. not enough of it to matter. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No, not at all. pH has a lot to do with it, too. All right, well, this was possibly, I mean, when I'm trying to carry the conversation on these podcasts for you guys, 
Well, hopefully next time there won't be as much pollen in the air. <laughs> and we'll be a little bit rejuvenated because all of this madness will be over. Crazy stuff is coming over to an end. But then he's got his anniversary on June 9th. Is that right, June 9th? Yep. He'll be two and a half years old. Two? Two. Two. Flat two. Because who has an anniversary for two and a half? I'm Seriously, kidding. I was kidding. That's stupid. <laughs> Matt, what are you doing in six months from now? <laughs> Hey everybody, it's my two and a half <laughs> year anniversary. <laughs> you know I was damn it. It's my thirty month anniversary. What's today? Today is the fifteenth. Five years ago today. What? I signed the lease to this place. Oh yeah? yeah. The Ides of May. The Ides of May. Five years ago. Five Ooh. fucking years. And you're Cheers still not that. in the red. Oh wait, no, you're still that. very much in the red. <laughs> Cheers. Here's to being in the red. Cheers to five more years. And Cheers then more. to five more yeah. years. Warren's like, I'll never survive five more years of doing this. One more homebrew competition's going to kill me. Nah. I, I'm, I'm pretty, I enjoy this kind of stuff. The only thing I don't enjoy is, nah, whatever. <laughs> Dealing with human beings. <laughs> Dealing with employees that aren't employees. Yep, I'm with you. He's I'm not paying you. He ain't enough. saying a thing. I ain't saying a thing. It's a lot of fun. Warren, you don't. Warren, you don't pay that staff enough. I know. That's the problem. I don't know. And even if you do pay them, Matt will tell you that they don't do the work anyway. Truth. <laughs> You're never invested as much as you are if it's not yours. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. So. All well, right. To this, uh, I, I say we don't do this often enough, and I know today wasn't as stellar as some others, but I do love hanging out with you guys, and uh, I'm glad we were able to do this today and get the news out about the competition and what's going on in the brew world. Everybody enjoy Mayfest, the yeah. 19th. Yeah, come on come down. Come to Hackettstown. Spend money. Spend money at the breweries. Come down and check out Hackettstown. There's a lot to do. There's going to be a lot of people out. Hopefully it's going to be a nice day, not, and... Um, it's not going to be a nice day? No. It's supposed to rain. <laughs> oh, but I got tents. I got tents. He's got tents. It's intense, man. This party's going to be so great, so, it's going to be intense. Yeah. And the beer pours just as cold in the rain. Where'd you get them from? <laughs> Did you get them from Super Stuff? Uh, Grand Rental. I was going to say, Matt's a Grand Rental station man. Oh, yeah. He also gets all of his inflatable dams from Grand Central Station. (laughs) Station. (laughs) They had to return the dam to Grand Rental Station. Was that the one? (laughs) Yes, whatever, Pirate Island. Oh my god, it's like an adaptation of here for a second. What's what's that show, The Secret of Pirate Island? No, it was uh, uh, Pirates of Nim. I don't know. Uh, Uh, It's some island. The gold Uh, secret treasure island is. No, I can't remember what it is. It's, it's uh, some island. It's you not guys Pirate know. Island. The Curse of Oak Island. Oak Island, yeah, the Curse. See, Matt knows. <laughs> they, had, they, had rented a, they had rented an inflatable dam. And they, they were like, oh, my God, we have to hurry this up because we, we had to rent this dam. And I'm like, you, you have a television show. It's just this big blow-up pillow. And, <laughs> we and, you're concerned, and you're, you have all of this giant equipment that you're digging this shit out, but you're concerned that you have to return this 
fucking yeah. thing. It's like, come like, on, print we, it for, ex- we print have, it for an extra fucking day. We have millions of dollars of excavation <laughs> equipment here, but we have to return the dam that to popped. Grand Rental Station. That popped. <laughs> the, the dam popped. <laughs> Remember, it popped, and like, oh, I don't know what to do. It's letting all this water in. <laughs> Get another dam. Call them up. <laughs> Find a leak. Spray it with soapy water. <laughs> we had to spend hours spraying with soapy water. So they put they put. This- John was against the wire. He could not find the leak in time to find the secret treasure. So we decided to give up on this space and go dig somewhere else. <laughs> what? Uh, so so we just the flew decision- in. We flew in a metal dam instead. <laughs> We decided that making drama <laughs> out of nothing de- was no longer worth it dam. and moved on. <laughs> they flew in Trump to build the dam. <laughs> he did it in two days. I know how to make the And best it was dam. the best <laughs> dam. <laughs> um, they just had something on Facebook, like, revealed what they found at Oak Island. And I was like, oh, no. And they finally found something. And I'm going down. I'm scrolling next page. I'm like scrolling and reading the next page. Scrolling and reading the next page. They found a poem. Scrolling and reading the next page. I hit next page. And it goes, boop, right back to the Facebook post. I'm like, I just went through like 30 pages. <laughs> That's exactly what the show is. <laughs> <laughs> there was no end to it. And it pushed you back right to the beginning again. What did they find out? They found more dirt in a hole. They find out what out they, they did they next. They say they found something. Click on next People page. People will follow them. Click on next page and click on next page after 30 pages of this fucking bullshit loading on my phone. And it brings me right back to the Facebook post. <laughs> like I didn't even hit on and it. And in the meantime, Cambridge Analytica got all your information. <laughs> yep, yep. And I'd look on all these comments and like, this is a fake post. So all of a sudden you're going to get all that gay porn that's yep. going to be advertised to you there. That's Warren. okay. That's why Warren clicked on it to begin with. That's why I clicked on it. No, I saw Matt's face there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, Matt has that boyish face. Yeah. It's a beautiful face. He's been working out. Working out my face. <laughs> Did you see the buns on that? He must be working out. What movie is that from? Come on, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, you know what? I've never seen that movie all the way through. The last bits, they were walking down the highway. And, uh, was it the highway? I don't remember. No, that was a different scene. <laughs> Great replay of the movie. There weren't. Remember that part of the movie. Remember where that part of the movie that I actually don't remember. No, I do remember. So no, so they they bump into this couple who's running, and like they knock over some stuff, and the guy walks away all pissed off, and he turns to him and goes, and this there was a hot lady with this guy. And he looks at the guy and goes, "See the buns on that." And the dumber guy goes, he must really work out. <laughs> <laughs> on the way home, on, after, after the whole thing, they were walking home because they, they, they hitched a ride to Aspen, Colorado. Was that it? No, this is something completely different. But I thought Gay porn? See it. Are those your lopes? It could be. Are they it, onion it's rings? The, it, it's the game of hipsters or onion rings. Oh, no. Ew. <laughs> that's, that, that's a hipster, onion ring, hipster, onion ring, calamari, <laughs> hipster. Oh, I hope that's an onion ring, because if that's a person, that guy's got some weird-ass fungus growing on his earlobe. <laughs> oh, my God. They really do look like onion rings. <sighs> <laughs> Children... 
Please do not use your stretchers. You will regret it someday. They just get it cut off. And then what? <laughs> then you have weird looking ears. Yeah, weird looking ears. Again. <laughs> Instead of getting these things caught on your goat anger. Um, so anyway, <laughs> on the last scene, they're walking down the it's highway. They're <laughs> walking down the highway, and this Playboy Mansion bus comes pulling up, and they open the door, and all these chicks popping out the window in bikinis. And the chick opens the door; she's in her bikini, very hot. She goes, "Could you tell us the way to the city?" And he goes, "Uh, uh, she goes, can you come in here? We need two strapping young men to help us find the way back to the city." He's like, "Uh." You know what? You just missed them. He went that they're down there. You can find a couple of men down there. And they closed the bus. She's like, oh, okay. So they closed the door. And like he's like, oh. And the bus stops 50. He's like, stop, stop, stop. And the bus stops 50 yards down the road. Knocks on the door. The door opens up. He goes, I'm such an idiot. I meant 50 yards down that way. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was gonna get on the bus, but he didn't. It's stupid. Funny though. That's why it's dumb and dumber. dumber yeah, that, they were just on. Um, dumb and Dumber Two was another. Jimmy Fallon was supposedly another movie that just came out like last year, I think. Two T O. Yeah. Dumber Dumber Two. Um, Jeff Daniels was just on. Fallon. Fallon for some kind of movie, and it was he was talking about the movie, and out comes Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey. Uh, with a beard. No with a big beard. No, he shaved it. No. Yeah, Jim Carrey had like a big, uh, yep. big grizzly beard. For a while there. Saw that, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. All right, Matt. Have you been able to distinguish all the onion rings from the earlobes? I think I think Those I Those aren't two lobes. That last one's weird. That last one is weird, and I'm not sure what it is. It could be an onion ring, it could be an earlobe, but I hope it's an onion ring. I think it's an earlobe. Oh, that's scary. That's sad. <clears throat> all right, say goodnight, boys. Good night. Do that to your lip. You ever do that to your lip? What? Put, right. put a big put a plate put a, put a plate put an no, onion ring. I don't, I don't usually lip. do that. I put onion rings. Oh, speaking of onion rings, have you had nuclear wings over at Marley's yet? No. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Let me tell you. Have you had that? Yeah, don't do it. No. Well, on that note, <laughs> no. Have a great night. Everybody. <laughs> You'll regret it. <laughs> All right, my uh, long balls are calling. All right, ready? Ready? Let's just yeah, Ready? Ready? <laughs> Hold good on. Night. Say goodnight, boys. Good, good night. night. Cut. <laughs> that was lame. This whole show is lame. <laughs> balls. Good long, night. Long lame nuts. Balls. <laughs>
long balls. I was watching. Uh, Facebook's got some fucking The making of Bad Grandpa. This is a fist. You're, only, you're only just realizing this. <laughs> it's a fist in a condom. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? What are you watching? <laughs> That's up there with, would you do them if you found out it was a guy after you've been oh, getting Oh, jeez, here we go again. That's a question we don't get back into. <laughs> but you're talking condoms and fists. It's on Facebook. I just have to say it. On Facebook. Not Facebook. Yeah, but you're on the wrong side there. When you get <laughs> when you get back to your apartment and your girlfriend ate your hummus, it's, like, it's like that's fistbook. Harry Potter and the audacity of that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these fucking photos. I'm telling you this. Uh, Facebook's got something going for him. I got to. If say. you have, if you have Netflix, <laughs> best mindless use of time in the world.